from Hans Oval to Durian Bay Sports Ground, Boulder City to Cable Beach, Pilbara to Peel, covering footy in regional WA. This is the WA Country Footy Podcast. Hello, it's week 10 of our WA Country Footy Podcast. Good to have your company, no matter where you're listening to us. Maybe you're just looking at the farm at the moment going, yep, going to get you started very soon into that paddock. But you could be driving some big trucks up in the Pilbara where we're heading to in today's podcast. Or maybe you are sipping on something very delightful out of Margaret River. We're going to hear a bit more about somewhere close to Margaret River because Augusta Margaret River are into the GF for the Southwest Football League. That's all still to come on week 10. Bit of a wrap-up of some results. Cable Beach picking up the league and the women in the Kimberley. In the North Pilbara Football League, Dampier Sharks, too good in the leagues and reserves. Uh, Karatha Cats, very good in the women. Uh, we had South Mandra move to take on Rockingham now with an eight-point win in the Peel Football League. Uh, we also had Carew and Latham defeat Minganew in the North Midlands Football League. In the Lower Southwest Grand Final, Bridgetown defeated Boyup Brook by 19. Railways, the Tigers getting up and defeating Roy Royals in the Great Southern Football League. South Bunbury picked up their third flag for the women in the Southwest Football League. And Brigades had a win in the Great Northern Football League. And uh, g'day to Little. He managed to pick up the Guardian Medal in the big dance there just last weekend. Our podcast today will we feature the Dampier Sharks and James Rhodes is the captain of the Dampier Sharks. They've had a very good season. Their green and gold ball is just around the corner. Uh, Guy Langdon, well he had an absolute pearler of a grand final the other day. We're going to catch up with all of the news from the Dampier Sharks right now. And our first guest, as we mentioned, coming out of the Dampier Sharks is James Rhodes, who's the captain. And what a season it has been for the Dampier Sharks. They picked up the premiership over the Karatha Cats, 10-10 to 5-8. The perfect season for Dampier Sharks. James, congratulations on your efforts throughout 2021. Thank you very much, mate. Yeah, it's certainly been a, a terrific season. Now, we're talking a few days after this grand final, mate. Just describe the moments. The siren's gone. You you probably knew the cat was in the bag or the cat stayed in the bag pretty much all day for the Karatha Cats. But <laughs> um, but from a Dampier Sharks point of view, uh, you've celebrated. How was that jubilation come siren time? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was amazing. It's um, Yeah, it's been a long year. Um, like I said, we've... 17 and 0, and um, there was a lot of pressure there. So I think just a lot of relief, the first thing that come to mind. But um, yeah, the support we had, we were sort of mobbed within seconds. You know, the crowd was unreal. So um, yeah, yeah, it was amazing. It's good to see, mate, because country footy is definitely alive and well after a bit of a break for, for many different leagues around the place. But for you guys in the uh, the North Pilbara, an outstanding season, but getting things underway for the year uh, was a rather a difficult uh, occasion. But in that comes some celebration, mate. It's the 50th anniversary, which was due to be last year, but you continued on the celebrations this year. Just an extra sweet moment of victory for you. Yeah, it certainly was. Um, yeah, we had our... Uh, presentation mid this year and uh, there was a lot of old faces that, that came up and attended and um, that was a real push I think for a lot of people you know there was a lot of emotion and things like that and touched home for a lot of people so um, yeah that was very special this year. It was very special, mate, and also great to have a big atmosphere at the game too for the grand final. Let's go through the grand final. You got off to a good start and that just pretty much continued for you. Uh, yeah, it did. So, yeah, the Reggies got the job done in the um, 
in the first game. Um, so that that put us on uh, on the front foot from from the get go, I think. And um, to to get two wins um, in a you know two premierships in a year, it's it's unreal. The first quarter though. Everything was all tied up at 1-1 one, one apiece. Uh, yep. What was said at quarter time, knowing that you'd, you'd probably just had the bye the week before to get into the GF, would you try and wake the boys up a little bit? Um, well, there was a lot of a lot of talk beforehand because there was a 15-20 knot breeze and um, we'd talk, you know, which way do we go, which way do we not go. Um, I've always got a bit of an omen of going the other end of the ground, which the wind wasn't going, but... We thought, you know what, the first 10 or 15 minutes are going to be pretty tough. You know, we'll grind that out and then we'll hit the second quarter with some wind and, yeah, we'll manage to get a fair few goals in that second quarter. And, mate, that just kept on coming, 10-10 to 5-8, as we mentioned. Now, Geyser, Guy Langdon, yep. you've got a good, strong relationship with him. What's he, your brother? He is, mate. Yeah, yeah he's the middle brother. Yep, and he managed to pick up the best on ground for the day as well in the grand final. His game was pretty electric, they tell me. Uh, yeah, yeah, certainly was. It's um, he's just moved back this year from from the Waffle, so he's a uh, a bloody handy inclusion. Um, and yeah, he took he took out the Degray Medal, which is the best player in the comp, and um, I reckon now uh, you get the nickname Dusty because he's cleaned up just about everything you can this year. So. <laughs> Mate, what is it about your coach Stephen Dodd? It's his first <laughs> season up there with Dampier. Uh, no, I think this is about his fourth. Okay. Yep. So tell us about Dotty and and his coaching styles. Um, well, he's obviously played at the top level, so he knows footy. He knows the ins and outs of footy. And um, but I think yeah, over the last four years, he's you know he's managed to get to know people, and he knows you know what makes people tick, and um, you know what their best you know attribute is to the team, and um. He sort of got everyone together, but his biggest attribute, I, I think, he's he's open to to everyone's opinion. So we've obviously got a leadership group and things like that. Um, and you know, he's not a coach that just says, "Right, oh, this is my way, and I'll do this because I want to do this." It's always, you know, "Right, oh, boys, what do you think of this?" Or you know, "What do you think of this?" And it's yeah, it just sort of brings the brings the team together. I feel. Oh, sorry, it is his first premiership as coach. I must uh, must make uh, that yeah. one up. Yeah. Yep. yep. So he's been up there for a few years. Um, now, from there, the party kept on going. Um, the Stewart sisters. Um, yep. Their dance moves, I believe, Dancing with the Stars might have been on the phone to get hold of them after some celebrations. I had no idea they could dance that way. Yeah, no, I think so. That was uh, pretty impressive. They... Um they rolled up a few hours late because they had to do their makeup, so there was a few penalties in session for them. But um, yeah, they were best on ground by uh, by a mile in the in the after party on Mad Monday. So yeah, things things continue on, mate. You've got your green and gold ball, which is just around the corner for September twenty-four. Uh, I know that you you've got a role in playing captain, but you're also obviously part of the hierarchy of the club as well. But you, you mentioned Guy Langdon. Is he a, a an odds-on for this particular medal? I think so. Yeah, I think he's he's got that one wrapped up too. So, um, yeah, it's it's been a been an awesome year uh, for the big fella. You know, you you don't um, you don't have too many players when you can you just kick a ball to anywhere and know he's going to clunk it or send him in the back line to stop someone. It's uh, yeah, 
yeah, it's good to see him get a bit of recognition. Yeah, the only place you don't want to send him is next to Shane McIntosh. Is that right? Because yeah. Shane kicked 65 for the year. Yeah, yeah, very strong up forward there. Um, yeah, he's played a pivotal um, part in, in the way we've gone this year. Um, big forward, a couple of bags of 10. So, yeah, just another big guy that you can you can put the footy anywhere near him and, and know he's going to clunk it or if not, it's going to hit the deck. And we had plenty of small forwards there to, to feed off him. Mate, very good. What a good season you've had for the Dampier Sharks, mate. 17, well, pretty much 18, really, wasn't it, after the grand final win? So congratulations to you and congratulations to all the team as well. And, mate, enjoy your end-of-season function in, a, uh, what is it, the 24th of September? Uh, and potentially the attraction of the night might be the Scissor Sisters again. I think so, mate. Yeah, they're always good for a dance at any function, so we'll see how they go. The Stuart sisters, I should say, not the Scissor sisters, but hey, mate, they can turn into any. They could be some sort of sister act if it comes about, mate. Hey, thanks very much for joining us, James. Appreciate it, mate, and congratulations again from the Dampier Sharks. No worries. Thank you very much. This is the WA Country Footy Podcast. Sure is the WA Country Footy Podcast. It's a big week for the Southwest Football League, one of our bigger leagues here in the state, and it is Grand Final Week. Now, getting through to the Grand Final after a win last week, the Bustleton Magpies. They will take on Augusta Margaret River. Michael Osborne is the man in charge of the Bustleton Footy Club. He is the the chairman, the president. He's got his finger on the pulse of everything. He was whipping up a nice little lasagna and salad the other night too for the players too. But he joins us on the podcast. Michael, good to have you on, buddy. Yeah, good on for having us on. Yeah, mate, you must be sitting back after the weekend fixtures last week. Just pretty chuffed that the Bustleton Footy Club can get through to three grades and uh, making it through to the prelim in the women. But uh, towards the pointy end of the season, things are starting to come together for the club. Yeah, sure is. You know, like, we, we we dared to dream last week and, you know, it's like, OK, the Reggies are already in, so we'd locked that one away because they'd won their um, their preliminary final and gone straight in. So, you know, we were, we were just um, hopeful that they would do well, the other two sides. We were very confident because uh, we've been playing some good footy and, uh, yeah, sure enough, both sides won and... Next thing you know, it's all three, and we're starting to think, geez, how'd this happen? Yeah, so the Colts are in. They'll take on Kerry Park. The reserves are in already. They'll take on Bunbury after those fixtures were decided last week. And Augusta, Margaret River, we're already into the league. Now, Bustleton, you get the opportunity from fourth to have a good hard crack. And your game against Augusta, Margaret River, the first time you met earlier this year, 15th of May, it was only seven points the margin. So you match up pretty well on them, don't you? Uh, yeah, yeah. Look, they're a good side. Make no mistake about that. They um, uh, work hard. You know, they're they're a good balanced side. They're well coached, obviously. So, um, you know, it'll be a cracker game. That's for sure. It'll be nice to um, see how we all go on the wide open expanses of um, Hands Oval. But uh, yeah, no, we're very looking forward to the challenge, mate. It'll be a big day for you, regardless, mate. How does it all start off for the Bustleton Footy Club? Do you get together and get a couple of buses up to the ground, mate, or uh, is there yeah. some, some camaraderie that happens? Yeah, so Friday night will be a reasonably um, light run and just, uh, you know, a bit of catching up and team announcements in the club rooms. Uh, last night, as you said, we had a, a player's tea for everybody, so we chucked on a lasagna and some chips and salad and stuff and got everybody talking and just relaxing a little bit and trying to absorb the atmosphere. Um, and then Sunday morning, we're running a shuttle bus service up to Hands. So uh, the Colts boys get on at 7.15 to get over there an hour before they're going sort of thing. And then we'll run the other couple of teams up and 
hopefully everybody stays there and we'll somehow get them all back on Sunday night, back to the club room. Yeah, get them back to enjoy the season and its fruits, mate. Um, we'll go back to the women's just a couple of weeks ago now as as that panned out. You managed to finish equal second on points, but uh, it was percentage that let you down there, finishing third, then having to take on Harvey Bulls in the uh, first yeah. semi, uh, then through to that into the prelim to take on. Uh, it was South Bunbury, wasn't it, uh, in the prelim? South Bunbury, yes. Yeah, who ended up being the the premiers. Yeah, so your women's team this year, mate, showed some really good promise for you, didn't they? They've come a long way in the last couple of years. Um, You know, they're they're a good bunch of girls. They are well coached by Aaron Beckett and um, Dave Whitehead. They've they've sort of made some difference from our original coach in um, Maddie. they've offered a bit more of a game plan to what's going on, you know. Matty Gross freely admitted that he'd sort of taken them to where he could and he thought somebody needed to come along and introduce them a bit more to the um, uh, nuts and bolts of football, so to speak, and, you know, getting a bit of a game plan happening and um, just just showing them a bit more about football. And, you know, some of those girls, they're pretty clever and they, they adapt pretty well. There's, we've got some netballers and, you know, girls from other sports who are top of their field there and you know they come along to football and they've just taken to it like ducks to water you know so uh yeah they've had a really great year it was a shame they couldn't have got to the grand final but i'm certain that in the next couple of years they'll have one within their grasp no doubt beth beckett uh isabella hancock very good seasons from both of those girls uh yeah rennie meadmore yep which is fantastic to see um beth and rennie both got into the um the South West side, um, the WA Country side played that game, you know. So, yeah, they've, they've achieved very highly, though, so for sure. Yep. Yep. Bell, you know, they bring a lot to the club as well. Which is good, mate, because that is a, a part of the fabric of, of the clubs in this day and age with women's teams, which is outstanding. Mate, your resis throughout the year, though, uh, they've had a pretty good year. They got through to the second semi, and then now they've got their berth there. They must be up and about, are they? Yeah, they've, they've had a great year. The Resi's boys are a really tight bunch, you know. They they are well coached by Greg Hodson, who incidentally was our premiership coach for the league in 2015. Um, you know, they really get behind Hot Dog, and uh, he loves what he does there, and they love what he brings as well, you know. So they're um, quite a few numbers through the side, but that's the nature of a Resi's uh, side these days. You know, fly in, fly out, and that sort of thing, and um, you know, we're batting pretty deep in the league as well, so it sort of pushes the whole general um, quality of the club and what you've got going on. You know, we've had some some Colts boys up playing Resies, some Colts boys up playing league, so there's, there's plenty of opportunity to our club to get a game these days. Which is great to see, mate, as well. Colts did very well, finished top of the ladder. Unfortunately, dropped the second semi to Kerry Park, made up for it last week. Well and truly over yeah. Augusta, Margaret River, and get a chance at Kerry Park again this week. So um, that's a, yeah. that, that's going to be a case of history repeating. And no doubt those boys will be licking their wounds and looking forward to, to redeeming themselves after a very good season. Yeah, they they had a bit of flu went through the camp. Um the week they had off and then that that week leading up into the uh, Kerry Park game, they were a bit flat. We could see right from the word go that we are probably in a little bit of trouble. Um, to their credit, they fought back in the last couple of quarters, you know, and really made sure they um, they had a good crack at, uh, at, at, at pulling themselves back in from what could have been a, a heavy loss. They, they went back and sort of, you know, put a bit of thought into Kerry Park's head and, and they'll be thinking that, that that we're coming. So, you know, 
That'll be, that'll be a great game. Kerry Park, to their credit, they've played an awesome brand of football this year. They've done a lot of work at that club and got their cult side up and running. And, you know, to Frank and um, Wayne and Co there, uh, they're, they're doing a great job, Kerry Park. Awesome. They're always good to play credit to the, the opposition as well, mate. Hey, uh, before we move on to your league team, just want to touch on your youth because you've had a couple of teams in that about 11-12 gap, uh, which has been pretty good. Uh, one through to the finals, one just missing out. But it's your youth girls, which is fantastic in the growth of the sport. Uh, just a bit of an update yeah. on your youth programs. So, uh, yeah, we've got three sides in there, two, two youth boys and uh, youth girls. They play in the Southwest Junior Competition. Um all three had a great year. The girls just keep coming on and leap and, leaps and bounds. They're two years into it now, I think. Uh, they've just narrowly lost the preliminary final. So, you know, they're pretty happy with their efforts. Um, one of our youth sides in the boys, they got into the grand final and uh, went down by about four goals, I think it was, to Dunsborough. And then the other side, they narrowly missed out on getting in the final. So, you know, we try to balance both those sides up. We don't have one dominant side and one also runs. We're big believers in, uh, you know, putting an even pair of sides in and that sort of hits home when they play each other and there's only a goal or two difference between the two sides, you know. So um, all the people involved in our junior program do an awesome job. They're just really committed, get everybody involved and, uh, you know, that's what we want because that's where your your future growth is. That's where the, they push up. They see that there's Colts boys get a game in the league. I see the Colts boys playing resies and girls, you know. They've got the chance to play on the girls' side. So, you know, that's what you want. You want people to be able to have a, a pathway that they can see at their own club. So, yeah, yeah no. to their credit, they're awesome, those people in the, in the juniors. Good to hear, mate. As you've had the win in the first semi, you had the win now in the prelim now for Bustleton in the league. You get a crack at Augusta, Margaret River. Mitch Howlett with five last week, which is good. But uh, blokes who've had good seasons, like Mitch Tenardi, Austin Stiles, this would be a good, good reward for them this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, those guys had a great great season last year. We had the, uh, when the lower southwest shut down, we obviously had uh, Aussie and... Um, uh, Jackson East and uh, Kester Decky come over to us and they enjoyed their season so much last year they recommitted again this year to us so you know for Mitch who's been a workhorse around the club for years um, you know all, all, everybody really Louis the coach I mean they all deserve another good crack at it so really it's, it's nice to see him have that reward and I mean we all play football for enjoyment but if a grand final comes along and a premiership comes along I'm pretty sure that um most people would grab it with both hands. Yeah, so, absolutely. You know, that's, yeah. that's just the Premiership Cup, mate. You want the, even the footy? You want to grab it with both hands as it right as it's right yeah. out in front of you. Yeah. That's it, mate. That's it. Be, hopefully, we'll get a dry day. Uh, it's been raining pretty heavily down here the last couple of days, but um, hopefully, on the Sunday, there's only one one or so mil forecast because uh, a lot of our games have been played in very wet weather this year. So it'll be nice actually get one where it's um, potentially halfway dry. Look, we don't need to talk about the Indian Ocean dipole, mate, but yes, there's been some changes, obviously, over winter and now into spring. It's a bit drier. It's a it's a little bit up and about, though, in country WA with, with the with the soccer, uh, the footy, I should say, at the moment, continuing on. It's more soccer season weather that we've been subject to. But, mate, <laughs> I, really, yeah. I really want to get into... Uh, I couldn't resist... Not talking about gentleman John, John Meadmore. Uh, I know he had a little yep. stint away from, from you. You mentioned uh, Rennie Meadmore before, but but gentleman John, he's a great backman. He's a uh, a great clubman. He's been away for a little bit, come back again. But uh, i got to tell you, you've got an absolute nugget there in John Meadmore. 
Yeah, yeah, he's a good fella. He's good, good, good leader. Good, you know, good club person. Gets involved. Um, obviously, been around. Very experienced player. Uh, played in a couple of premierships, you know. So uh, he's the type of guy who helps marshal us around out on the field. And you know, you've, you've also got blokes like um, Mitchie Fraser out there. You know, he's a great leader. Had his time with East Perth. Um, you know, Mitchie Howlett. Like I say, he's out there as well. So you know, we're lucky. We've got a lot of guys of that caliber. It's um, it's 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 yeah, it's quite ha- helpful for some of the younger blokes, obviously. You know, and when the pressure gets on a little bit, you can see those guys sort of. You know, pull everybody together and get a little bit of, um, you know, the the on-field leadership going on. So, yeah, Johnny, you know, he doesn't take a backward step, mate. He's he's great for that type of um, getting involved and you know making statements. So, yep. yeah, 100%. yeah, no, we've got a good balance in our side. All right, mate. So we're talking on the Thursday afternoon before your grand final. What's the last bit of preparation for the club and for the for the teams ahead of the big dance this weekend? For well, besides organising buses and organising folks to get taxis home, et cetera, et cetera, and after parties and all those sort of uh, mundane things, um, pretty much I think it's all done now. You know, I, I'd say it'll be a fairly light run tomorrow night for everybody. Uh, we'll have our usual Friday night dinners at the club and the team announcements will happen and... Um, I'm sure that unfortunately somebody will be disappointed somewhere along the line. Um, that's unfortunately the nature of the beast, isn't it? You know, when there's grand final on and you've got a, a bit of depth in your club, it's um, always, unfortunately, somebody's going to miss out, which, you know, is a sad thing, but that goes to show the strength of a football club, I think, when, when you know, there's guys who are of a reasonable calibre who, calibre who get to sit on the sidelines. So... Um, other than that, yeah, they'll be just keeping a lid on it, um, trying to relax and enjoy the atmosphere and soaking up what we've actually achieved. You know, it's still mm. actually thinking in for me, to be honest, and a few of the other um, key people at our club. It's sort of like we look at each other every now and then and go, just, what, what the hell? What did we just do? <laughs> we've got three sides of the grand final, haven't we? Right. When was the last time we did that? Yep. It, when was it? Sure, actually. Yeah, okay. Well, we think in 78, we had... Uh, league and um, Colts win premierships and uh, the Rezies lost the preliminary final by one point. So then somebody muttered the other day, maybe 2002, we might have had something similar or somewhere around there. But um, look, we're looking forward. Um, All we know is this group's done it and it's been a pretty successful year for the club. So, you know, win, lose or draw, I, I as a president take out the fact that we've had a good, successful year, we've run a great campaign, got good quality people in place for the future, and, um, you know, the club's in a solid position. Absolutely, mate. Up the magpies for the weekend from yourself. Uh, Colts Reserves Women and League Presentation Night on the 8th of October at the Bustleton Footy Club Rooms, and for the Year 11-12 and the uh, Youth Girls, that's coming up on Saturday night as well for the buddy, uh, the Bustleton Football Club Rooms as well. So hosting both of yep. your end of seasons, mate. So there's a little bit still to come with football in the next oh, yeah. little while. That's it. Yep. We'll bat through to the middle of October somewhere, I suppose, by the time all the dust settles and, you know, we have a couple of um, end-of-season meetings and that sort of thing. So, yeah, you know, like I said, we've been pretty lucky this year. There's, I'd say there wouldn't be many clubs who, if you ordered up what we've got going on at the minute at the start of the season, they wouldn't have said, OK, yeah, we'll take that. Thanks. That'd be awesome. 
<laughs> but I just want to go back very quickly. I've just gone back through your Facebook feed and uh, Jai Amos and also James Tunstall as well, who were named with the WA State under 19s 2021 squad. Well done to them earlier yep. this year as well, mate, which is uh, outstanding. Great boys, though, too. Yep. And actually, this is an aside. Um, Bustle and Freight Services here in Bustle, and they run a Rising Star Award that they sponsor and help um, help um, uh, collate, you know, with a committee sort of thing. And they, they take nominations from all sports. So I was at the um, awards on Monday night for the presentations, and those people from athletics, surfing, netball, hockey, you know, also every sport you can think of. And uh, Jai actually took out the Rising Star Award for the night, so... He's done very well, that boy. Outstanding, mate. And from the home of the Bustleton Football Club, the Maggies as well. Hey, thanks very much, Michael, for joining us. Good luck. I know you're excited. I know you're trying to keep a lid on it as well for our podcast, mate. But good luck to you and all the Maggie supporters yeah, and the teams. Yeah, yeah look, mate, I'm, I'm actually five minutes off being beside myself, to be honest. Ah. So, you know, we'll see what happens on Sunday. But win, lose or draw, it'll be a great day and we'll have fun. And, you know, thanks to all our sponsors, everybody involved with the club, the coaches, you know, the players, the supporters, um, you know, it's just been a really, really great season and it's an easy job to be the president when you've got um, a lot of good people surrounding you who help you achieve these sorts of things. So, you know, like I said, as a club, we just couldn't be more happier with where we are at the minute. Good on you, mate. Congratulations on being in all three big ones coming up this Sunday and we wish you all the best. Thanks for being part of the podcast. Yeah, no worries. Pleasure. Hopefully we'll be um, celebrating with three cups on Monday. This is the WA Country Footy Podcast. What was that quote that he used? I'm five minutes away from being beside myself. I am quoting that yet again. That is unbelievable. Congratulations to all the teams there in the Southwest Football League. The Goldfields Football League are also up and about this weekend. Rick Butterfield plays his 200th game for the Calgary City Football Club. And could they go back-to-back as premiers in the GFL? That game will be on Saturday afternoon. Colin Rule holding the roost there at the Ruse. And Aaron Sweet at the Tigers, the former East Perth Royal Sweet. Uh, big game in the Goldfields. Kalgoorlie going through after defeating Railways in the second semi-final. Boulder after defeating Railways in the prelim final. So it's it's the good old tale of the two towns. Kalgoorlie City taking on Boulder City, the oldest football club in country WA, Boulder City Football Club. And uh, they will take on the Kalgoorlie City Football Club, who were the last premiers for the GFL. Of course, they didn't go ahead last year, but uh, 2019 was their last year. And uh, Kangas, the reigning premiers. Last time there was a pause in play in the GFL, it was uh, Kangas who went in with... The, the the tail up and then got it on the way out as well. Interesting stat. Hey, uh, thanks very much to all of the support from the WA Country Football League and from the board and all of the supporters within. Uh, great to have the opportunity through this last bit of the season to catch up with just about every league across the state in some way, shape or form. It's been outstanding. There's so much support for country footy. We'd love to bring it to you again in 2022. Bigger, better and stronger. The WA Country Footy Podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure. Maybe there might be a surprise drop for you next week. You never know. Subscribe to ensure that you get it. And it is all produced thanks to the team at Industry Link Media. This is the WA Country Footy Podcast. The WA Country Footy Podcast is produced by Industry Link Media.